Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> it is Friday and we have a special treat today. So I hope that some of you guys are able to catch the live because we have a special guest today and she's going to come really um and just really encourage us and impart in us and you know give us a a sign a tangible sign of the how god is faithful amen i believe that so many times we are in we're walking this walk or we're in a season of waiting or we are just you know standing for the promise standing for a prayer that we've been you know praying unto the lord and sometimes you know we wonder is it true is it real, right? Will it happen? Does it come to pass? Does anybody truly get the thing that they pray for? That's in the will of the Lord. Amen. And so I just know that today is going to be a special treat. And so um, I just wanted to come in a little early just to, you know, uh, make sure that all is um, well with our special guest being able to come on. She should be joining shortly here. So we're just going to wait for her. But in the meantime, I hope you guys had an amazing week. Oh, Ashley, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Hi, Janelle. Hi, Ashley. I'm so excited. Same here. So good to meet you. Yes, I'm so excited just because I just know, I just know, like, without a shadow of a doubt, that the Lord really had me reach out to you because I prayed about it for some time before I reached out to you. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I just know like this is just all orchestrated by the Lord. This is not me. You know, this is absolutely what his desire is um, in this moment, mm -hmm. because, you know, this the Lord is so intentional about this particular season. He's intentional about everything. But yeah. this season that a lot of us are in, um, it's, it's just so powerful. Like we are in a, in a very powerful time in history right in history but we're in a powerful time you know just in the calendar of god so um it's just so i'm just so amazed at how strategic and intentional the father is and how he just you know connects and aligns things that you just never you you have no idea i never knew when i first i don't even remember how i came across your um youtube channel i was just telling that to the lord earlier like well, I still don't, I don't even remember how, you know, I can't, I started even following her. Um, but needless to say, you know, from that moment to now, I never thought like one day you would be on the podcast. God is faithful. I'm excited. Thank you so much. God yes. is faithful. It's something powerful about this season. You're right. Like on God's calendar, it's just so something so powerful about this season. So powerful. But yeah, we'll get into it. <laughs> You can, well, you can. I'm gonna just, you know, do my little um, short introduction because um, I definitely like to honor people's time. You know, I know you be, you know, you got a lot going on. You're a busy woman of God. The Lord has you doing so many great things. So definitely want to respect your time. So we're not going to delay at all. We're going to get right into it. You know, um, we are live. So sometimes um, people do jump in on the live. They're able to comment. Um, they're able to, you know, give hearts, you know, and different things like that. Um, and so um, when people come in, you will be able to see, you should be able to see on your end. But I always... Um, upload the replay because I know sometimes depending on people where they are in their mm -hmm. schedule or, or their um, country because a lot of my listeners and followers are overseas like a lot of them 
are um they be in africa you know south africa you know i got some oh my gosh there's some other places i just drew a blank i i have a lot of overseas people we have a lot in the states as well but a lot is overseas so i don't be knowing what time it be over there a lot of the time but if they can get on they do get on and they do support and um the lord really does move so um we'll just see you know who's able to get on but um Without further ado, I just want to welcome everyone to the Purity After Promiscuity podcast, where we are redefining a woman's worth. I am your host, Janelle Renee, and today we have such a special treat. Uh, we have a special guest, and she's just an amazing woman of God. I've been following her for um, some months now, and I've just kind of been seeing a little bit of how God has been using her and what the Lord has been doing, and so I'm just really excited to have her with us today, and today's episode is called I Pray For for this. So it's really about to be something um, special because I know a lot of us are waiting. A lot of us are waiting for that answer prayer, waiting for the promise, waiting for the thing that we've been believing God for. And so um, it's just going to be such an encouragement to hear from someone who actually has walked into that season. So I just want to welcome you all to our guest, Ashley Yvonne. Um, she is a wonderful woman of God. I know she's a mental health therapist. I know she has a um, Christian clothing line. Um, you know, I know she does ministry and so many things. So um, I'm just going to go ahead and let her introduce herself um to us and and yeah and then let her go from there yes thank you so much Janelle so yes I'm Ashley I'm a mental health therapist by trade I have my own private practice here in the state of Maryland also had a clothing company called 1760 collection but most importantly I am just a daughter of God a lover of God a lover of God's people and that's just really my passion just educating, training, teaching, loving on women, helping them to live their best life in the way that God has called them to live. So that's just a little bit about me. Awesome. Awesome. That fits right into what this whole platform is about. This this platform, the Lord, you know, entrusted it to me. Um, just all around restoring his daughters, you know, just really helping his daughters to redefine their worth. That is what my, um, my coaching practice and my brand is, redefining a woman's worth. And um, just, you know, having women really discover their true worth so many times things happen in life and we we tend to lose a sense of our true identity in Christ or we may not have never discovered or known what that is. And so, you know, he really is wanting to restore his daughters back unto him and back into that true rightful place and purpose and destiny that he had from the, for them from the beginning. So that is just um, so in alignment with, to what, you know, the Lord is doing through this podcast. So, yes. So, okay, Ashley, we about to get into it, girl. Hope you're ready. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> and feel free. Like, we free. One thing we do on the podcast, we're free. We're open. Like, there's not a, it's not like a strict, rigid thing. However, the Holy Spirit flows, how you flow, you know, whatever you want to say, whatever you got to say. It's not like I, I'm not here like it, I can, I will ask questions, but it's not like I'm just here as an interviewer. This is your time. This is your time as a guest on the podcast to really, you know, speak to these the women, even myself, and, and to really, you know, release whatever the Lord has placed on your heart. So you don't got to feel like you got to wait for me to ask you a question or anything like that. You can feel free to move and to speak however the Lord leads you. Sounds good. Yeah. So... The first question, you know, what, let me see, 
I have what how has God begun to prepare you like I know um that I I seen your um live that you did and you said you are in the season of answer prayer but like how do you feel like the Lord prepared you for this season it's interesting because sometimes, like especially like now living in the season of the answer prayer, sometimes you can't even, like, how do I say, you can't even like pinpoint or go back to the calendar and be like, when did my season change? Almost like how we can do in the natural when we know that summer is turning into fall. Like you can go back and you kind of look at the date on the calendar. But what I will say this about preparation, it's been a journey and there's been different stages and different steps in my preparation process. But I would probably say maybe over the last 10 years and more specifically over the last three years, the pandemic and what the Lord has done in my life and just this whole uh, season of the shutdown starting in 2020, God has really revolutionized and transformed not only my life, but transformed me in the midst of the shutdown. I will tell you this, Janelle, I had no idea what God was going to do when everything shut down. So just a little bit about me. Back in 2020, I was actually working for the government and I went to New York right when everything was happening um, with the pandemic and whatnot. And I came back and my job was kind of threatening or saying like, if you go to New York, you're going to be put on a two week uh, leave of absence or something like that for whatever reasons. And so I just kept asking the Lord, like, what would I do if I had two weeks off? And really the Lord began to give me this list of things that I would do if I didn't have two weeks off. I've never experienced that before. Three days later, I ended up getting a notice from my government job saying that I was being placed on administrative leave and that the government buildings would be shut down until further notice. Administrative for me, leave for me didn't mean that I had to telework. It literally meant that I would still get my paycheck. I would go home, not be required to report. I just had to check in with my director every two weeks. That's it. And so literally I'm thinking, okay, there was like, maybe it'll be about eight weeks and stuff like that. I was like, oh God, like what am I going to do for eight weeks? And then I remember what God had showed me on my way back from New York and that list of things that I needed to work on, that list of things that I needed to do. If I had that two weeks and right now I'm thinking, okay, I got eight weeks. Eight weeks end up turning into almost four months. And so it was literally four months of getting my paycheck and beginning to work on the things that God had me to work on. And it wasn't just what I was producing when it comes to my businesses and things like that. It was It's nothing like having nothing but time with God. Like there's nothing like that. And it was a time where I wasn't doing any ministry. It was just literally me and God. I'm getting up with God. I'm going to bed with God. I'm eating dinner with God. It was I'm fasting with it was just literally me and God and it was so much that happened and I didn't realize that even in that season where I was unsure if I was even going back to work at some point God used that to even tear down a lot of my idols in that season and so sometimes we don't want to relinquish things in the preparation process but if you're going to get the answer prayer if you're going to get really take hold of everything God has for you sometimes God calls you to release some things and to surrender and really, that was a season of surrender. I was contending, I'm praying, I'm fasting, all of that. And it's like, the Lord literally, Ashley, I hear you, but I need you to give this up. And some of us are stubborn. I know I'm stubborn. So I'm sitting here like, no, Lord, no, don't take it, don't take it, don't take it. I'm like, no, that's the devil. That's the devil saying that. <laughs> Don't take it, Lord, don't take it, no. And it's like, no, get to the place where, at the end of the day, 
all I want is what God wants for me. I am compl- I'm at a place where I am totally satisfied in God alone. The answer prayers are amazing and beautiful, but it's something about coming to the place where I'm not tripping off of the answer prayer. I'm more concerned about the faithfulness of my God. Like that's what blows my mind. What blows my mind. What blows my mind. So for instance, last week I ended up getting a new car unexpectedly. My old car was acting up, all the other kind of stuff. And I was like, okay, Lord, make it make sense, make it make it work, whatever. And so I'm sitting at the dealership and I'm like, how in the world did I get here? And everyone's like, you should be excited. Like, you know, people work their butts off to get these kind of cars and stuff like that. I'm like, listen, I ain't tripping over the car. I'm just tripping over the faithfulness of God. Like, I'm literally driving a miracle. And I'm like, everyone's like, you should be so excited. I'm like, no, I'm trembling and I'm just shocked and I'm in awe because of the God is faithful and what God did. I'm not tripping over the, the physical manifestation of it. I'm tripping over the fact that God is faithful. I'm seeing you once again as Jehovah Jehovah Jireh in my life. It's something about when you keep experiencing the different sides and the different natures of God. The manifestation is beautiful. It's amazing. It's great. Thank you, God, for the answer to prayer. But just to know you and see you in August 2023 as Jehovah Jireh in Ash's life, I'm satisfied. Thank you, Jesus. You, girl, first of all, you <laughs> and blew up the podcast, okay? <laughs> You just said so many things. My mind is like trying to like process and like think like, oh, 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 dang, I want to touch that. I want to tap, you know, tap it up. But I'm going to say this. The first thing that really like, you know, it just really hit my spirit and resonated my spirit when you first started speaking about your process started in the midst of the pandemic is how the Lord gave you time, right? Because a lot of times, a lot of us, we don't realize that it is about time and we have to spend time with God. We have to be in the timing of God and it needs to be in the right time. And when God is about to do something in our life, a lot of times he does shift everything, right? And we end up having all of this time because I feel like a lot of time our excuse for why we're not operating in purpose is I don't have the time because I'm working over here because, you know, I'm in school or I, I got my family or I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And it's like, but we're asking God, we're praying like, Lord, I want, what is my purpose? I want to be in purpose. I want to do your will, Lord. I want you to use me. But then it's like, we don't have the time or we can have the time, but we're so afraid to let go of the, of our comfort of how the provision comes. And I think it's so amazing how you said you getting up, getting the time and God continue to give you the provision. Mm-hmm. Like that is nothing but the Lord. Nothing that is but nothing God. but the Lord because you could have got the time and it could have been unpaid. Mm-hmm. You could have got the time and, you know, they could have said, well, we only going to pay you a percentage of your paycheck. You could have got the time and they could have said, well, we're only going to pay you for the first two months. And then after that, but God sustained you. He gave you the time and he sustained you. And I I think that is just so like God. Nobody but God. Nobody, but because who does that? Mm -hmm. 
who does that? And so I just I just don't want nobody to skip past that. Like, especially for people who may be in that season right now and you work or whatever and you have this security in your job and maybe, you know, something is happening within your job or you feel God is at calling you to take a leave or, you know, you're having to, you know, God is shifting you in that place and that fear may come up like, well, I can't step away or I can't take this time off or I can't put in the resignation or I can't this or I can't that because you don't think God is going to, that God can still provide for you. I think that's amazing. But um, I really want you to kind of really talk more about how you are not really intrigued by the things because i feel like a lot of times when we've been standing for something for so long when we've been believing for so long when we've been warring and fasting and praying for something for so long we can tend to get so focused on the thing and lose sight of god and his faithfulness and 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 just the presence of god and just the holiness of god or just the the splendor of god the nature of god the faithfulness of god and and kind of turn the the answered prayer into an idol mm-hmm. and that's the dangerous part and one of the things that i have during that season especially uh when i was off uh or administrative legal web like that i was really studying the lord took me to study um hannah and I love Hannah so much because Hannah, she literally was mocked by Penina. Like she was mocked. Penina had the other one, the other wife. She literally had the very things that Hannah wanted, and she literally taunted and mocked her. But Hannah, we never see in the Bible that she ever clapped back, that she ever got sassy, that she ever stopped believing or stopped trusting in God. If anything, Hannah, she took herself into the presence of God, and she began to make her petition known to God. But one thing I love about Hannah's prayer in First Samuel, I think it's chapter one. She literally gives back the very thing that she's praying to God for. She gives it back to God before she even receives it. And so right there, it shifted my perspective that whatever I'm contending for, whatever I'm praying for, whatever I'm seeking God for, I need to be in a posture of releasing it and giving it back to God before I even receive it. Now, let me tell you how. <laughs> this is how This is how I know God just... <laughs> I'm like, I'm, not, I'm over here trying to contain myself because what you don't know... <laughs> No, because I need to tell you, I need to make it plain to you, sis. All right. What you don't know is this season. This is my fifth season. I've been doing this. This is my fifth season. And the very first trailer I did for this season and even the first episode to this season, he had me studying first samuel chapter one and he had me studying Hannah and he had me ministering about Hannah and and and, and it listen. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Hannah and chapter one and verse 27, he really had me hone in on the fact that Hannah, she said, I prayed for this and God gave me what I requested of him. And yes, we see she gave it back. She kept her word. She made a vow and she but she, like you said, she made the vow before she got it and she didn't get the thing and forget the vow right mm-hmm. and it's so it's so interesting because even though she prayed in that moment in at the temple in front of Eli to the point he thought she was drunk cuz she was in so much anguish and pouring out her heart and soul before the Lord that she was her mouth was moving but no sound was coming out and even after he, she had to tell Eli like no I'm a woman of great anguish I'm pouring out my heart before the Lord and he's like oh well may the Lord grant you what you ask of him go in peace she her circumstance did not immediately 
immediately changed, but she immediately changed because she yes. got up and she went home and she ate. And before that, she wasn't eating. She was just very despondent and down because she was in the midst of the anguish and pain of not having the thing she desired the most. But it didn't take for God to give her what she was asking for. She left that place knowing God was going to do it, even though he had not done it yet. And I'm like, Lord, that's nobody but you that you would even mention that story. And then when it says my favorite part of that chapter is it says, and God remembered her. Yeah. God remember Hannah. Mm. God remembered her. And so I think that's so that's just nothing but the Lord, because literally he had me like if you was to go back and listen to the trailer in the first episode and maybe even the second episode that's really what he was saying and that's really how, where he had me coming from is first samuel chapter one and just really talking about hannah so i'm like that's that's even more confirmation for me that this is divine this is what the lord's plan was you know you being on a podcast and just even this day this is all the lord and not me so that's just more comforting for me because I don't want this podcast to be about me or who I want on here or what I think or what I got to say. It's It's got to be him because I don't have nothing to say. My flesh, y'all don't want to know what I got to say. <laughs> y'all don't want to know what I got to say. So I, this is just amazing. I just thank you, Lord, for just being, again, just confirming yourself and your word, even in the midst of this. And so... When did you, when you were in your season of preparation or waiting, did, were there points in times where you kind of lost faith or you were in doubt or you didn't think that God was going to come through for you? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's been so many times, so many times that I can even go back to 2020. There was a lot of things that I went into 2020 because I think 2020 was like a year where I was like, oh, we want, we, it's a year of vision or it was just, you know how sometimes you had like these cliches about what the year is and things like that. And I know for me, that was a year where I was, like, I was believing God for some very specific things. Like I'm like, oh, I know my life about to change this year. I had no idea how it was going to change, but I knew it was like some certain areas. And when I began to see the direct opposite of it, and I remember I took this blow and this hit. I mean, it was literally like Satan was coming for my entire faith. And I remember going through that moment and I said, I don't know how I would ever be able to trust and believe in God again, because this, I don't even know how I could recover from it. And I remember going on a fast after that experience and really rededicating just my whole year back to God. And really it was seeing that God was moving even in the moments where I was doubting, even in the moments where it felt like my faith was under attack, even where it felt like I could not believe anymore. God was still moving. God was still moving. And I love Mark chapter nine. I think it's um, where the father is bringing his demon possessed, his demon possessed son to Jesus and the, Jesus isn't there. And so the disciples attempt to cast the demon out of the boy, but they can't do it. And so Jesus talks to the father and asks the disciples and everybody there, like what's going on with all this commotion about. And the father says, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. And yeah. that's one of the things that keeps me in those moments, in the waiting, and any season of life where I find myself doubting, Lord, 
help my unbelief. I believe you, God, that you are going to do whatever it is you have promised, whatever it is you have said in your word that you are going to do, especially that which pertains to Ashley. I believe you. And even like even the studying that word unbelief, it almost looks like the father was praying, Lord, I do believe, but heal the part of me that keeps me from from believing. And so even in seasons of waiting or times where my faith is tested, I'm ready to give up and walk away. Lord, I believe. I truly do believe. But heal, not just help, but heal the part that keeps me from unbelieving. So even that experience that I had that caused unbelief to set in, God, heal me from that heartbreak. Heal me from that disappointment. I thought it was going to happen in 2020, but you know what? It's probably going to happen in 2023. And so God, heal that disappointment. Heal that part of me that keeps me from believing. That really has become my prayer in those moments. Mm, see, you touched on some other questions that I was going to ask. So I'm so glad you said that because um, I do. It's it's not easy, you know, like oh. standing and waiting on God and being in faith is so not easy. And it's not easy when you are being challenged, right? When you are going through things that are totally opposite or like you said, testing your the very core of your faith and what you believe that make you feel like you just can't even get back to a place of faith. And I and I say that because I have been living in that, you know, I don't know, you probably haven't heard a little of my testimony, you know, and it's just like, Lord, because honestly, I'm gonna just be real honest, because I'm just very transparent on the podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't share everything, but I am liberal enough to share what I feel the Lord leads me to do. And I'm going to be honest with you, Ashley, when the Lord, (laughs) when I sought the Lord to to seek him on what this entire season of the podcast was to be about, like, so what is the theme for this season? And he said, Queens in the promised land. I was annoyed. I'm just going to be honest. I was very annoyed because I'm like, Lord, I'm in one of the worst seasons of my life. I'm in one of the hardest seasons of my entire life faith like I it it takes everything in me to really like I've questioned my faith I've questioned God I've questioned what I know what I believe like I've, I've had to question everything because my entire world has been shaken like I've been in I've never been in a place where we I've been homeless and I have children you know what I'm saying like I've never been in that place I've never been in a place where you know I'm get, I'm having to go here here and there and get thrown out of here and being mistreated, persecuted, disrespected, cussed out, lied on, stolen from, all of these things, betrayed, you know, even by your own family, loved ones, you know, just really done wrong and and really truly live the word out and not repay evil for evil or turn the other cheek or don't repay that person that same energy or don't cut somebody out or don't put my hands on somebody, but truly is having to really humble myself and to show my children because it's so important for my children to see christ through me that the bible says you don't repay evil with evil you repay evil with doing good god is your you know he's gonna avenge you god fights your battle it's not my battle it's the lord's when when my sons got a witness my landlord who was just put who just put us out who was stealing our stuff and i had to call the police call me all kind of bees and stuff in front of them for no reason you know what i'm saying like i've gone through some life's I'm still like in the place of waiting to see the manifestation here in the in the natural of the uh, of God's promise, right? And and for me, it's not even a promise in my opinion because I don't think housing is a promise. Like I don't think finances is a promise. I think those are needs. So mm-hmm. when, but yet I had to keep going. 
You know, I had to keep doing the podcast. Like I'm in the car right now because I'm not in the luxury of being in my office no more. You know, I have to keep going. Like he said, start doing videos on YouTube. I despise that. I don't want to do that. But I do it anyway. I show up. I serve. I'm still in leadership at church. I'm still faithful at church. I give my two widows mites. I do all the things. I live holy. And yet and still, it's like, how is this happening to me? So it was like, it's like, Lord, you want me to talk about this stuff, right? And you and you want me to really, you know, talk about it, but not from a place of disbelief or like it's distant, but a place from like this, I believe because I don't have to see it to believe it. Right, right. Mm. You know, so this, it has to be God because not only do I need to see, because I think the, the question always is, at least in my mind, as a believer and you read the Bible and you see how things came to pass for people in the word of God, right? You see that you see the story of Abraham and Sarah, you see the story of David, right? You see the story of Hannah, you see the story, you know, of Rachel, you see the story of these different people who maybe had impossible or insurmountable circumstances and, or God gave them a promise or they just desired something and they had to wait. You know, you see the story of Joseph, right? But then you kind of think in your mind, though, does it really happen in real life? Mm. So I think it's so important to have a, a testimony of someone who can say and speak to like, no, it does happen in real life. Like, no, you God does really answer your prayers. It really that season really has an end and you really can walk into the promises of God. Like and, and I'm a living witness. And that's one thing about going back to the very nature and character of God. And so I, it was like early on in my faith. And I remember like asking God, like, God, if everything that I'm reading in the Bible, if everything I'm reading in the scriptures, if it's not applicable to my life, I don't mean no harm, Lord, but take me up out of here because I can't do this. And I'm just reading about what happened in other people's lives. It's not going to be applicable in my life. And I remember the next day waking up that morning and just having my faith reignited that this word is true and what God did for Abraham and Sarah I know that because God is not a respecter of person that he's the same that he was back then that he'll still do it again now and that's like the beautiful thing about a testimony we overcome by our testimony that's why you have to go back to the word of God because if God did it for David, I love David because David, he talk about in the Psalms so many times, I waited patiently for the Lord. David, how in the world did you wait patiently? Let me go and look at you and see what you did. Because I mean, time after time, I waited patiently for the Lord. David, you waited patiently in verses in the 27th chapter or the 42nd chapter. You waited patiently again in Psalm 60s and all that other kind of stuff. David, you were waiting very patiently, but tell me how and he begins to tell you how he waited patiently and so I, I read something and i'm still studying it out but the word testimony one of the many definitions for it or meanings for it means god do it again and so that's been one of my prayers even in this season god do it again what you did for abraham and sarah do it again in my life. It may not look the same, but the way you showed up and did the impossible, the way you did the miraculous in their life, God, do it again. The way you gave David the grace to wait, God, do it again. God, do it again. Without even heard my friends share, other people share on YouTube and things like that, God, do it again. 
what you've done in my life, God, do it again for somebody else. God, do it again. You not you haven't exhausted everything that you have. God, do it again because somebody needs to experience that so that they're pointed back to you, so that they're drawn closer to you. God, do it again. God, do it again. Amen. Amen. Because I mean, you know, suffering, affliction, persecution. You know, um, for oh my gosh, yo, I'm at this. <laughs> I know this is so just off subject, but I'm at this park, right? A park I come to frequently because I like to spend time with God in nature and like with no interruptions and distractions. But um, I pulled up and it wasn't nothing out. And then I seen one deer. Now it started raining, so it's raining right now. And now I just look up and as we're talking, it's one, two, three, four. Four deer. I don't even know where they came from. And they're really kind of close to where I'm at, but I'm just like, they just, they're so much peace. They're just grazing. It's raining. Mm-hmm. They just grazing in the grass. They ain't worrying about nothing. They ain't thinking about nothing. They just over there. They must be a little family. And I think that's just so like God, because, you know, he tell us, you know, mm-hmm. be angry for nothing. Right. Um, you know, it tells us about how the birds, they neither toil nor reap, but he sees fit to you know, to feed them. And I know a lot of times in the waiting, you can get so anxious. You can get, you can get so much fear can start to set in. Cause I think that's my, that the thing I've been having to deal with is really the fear of like, what if God don't come through? Mm-hmm. My God. Yeah. So like, like what was your experience or what kind of like tips do you have for those of us who may be in, like having those moments where we're like, battling with that fear that maybe God isn't because maybe it's been so long right maybe you know you just feel like well Lord if you ain't came through in all this time then you must ain't gonna come through like how do you really kind of get back to that place of faith and just you know having your faith activated in those moments Mm -hmm. I know for me and it's still like a, a continual process and so the truth is it's going back to that place and that posture of surrender and so even I've had to, or the Lord has checked me at times when I've been like overcome with that spirit of fear, overwhelmed with like the anxiety of it all. And really, even from a mental health perspective, you have to look at it. Anxiety is really this battle for control. And so when I'm feeling anxious about something, I really have to go in and check myself and be like, Ashley, girl, what is it that you are trying to gain control over? Or what is it that you are you know, just holding on to and a lot of times, even with my clients, I talk to them about it. So often we're feeling anxious about things we have no control over. And really all of that energy that we're feeling and experiencing in that moment, that unease and that um, worry and all of that kind of stuff. It's really us trying to fight this fight for control of something that we will never have control over. Oh and it's surrender. Like, why am I fighting? Oh, oh, oh my goodness. I can't hear you, Ashley. Hold on. I don't know why I cannot hear you. Uh, oh, gosh. This should not be doing this. Can you hear me, Ashley? I can hear you. Let's see. Okay, because I don't hear anything. Hold on real quick. 
Okay, but I can't hear you. That is so weird. Let me see. I don't know what the... Let me see. Okay. Say something, Ashley. Can you hear me now? I can. I don't know what that was about. That's never happened. That is so interesting. Um, so I'm sorry. You might have to repeat what you were saying because it literally blanked out on my end. I could see that you were talking because it was lit up, but it was completely silent. No, it's good. It's good. So no, pretty much what I was saying was it goes back to that whole surrender piece. And so for me, whenever I find myself um, being in a place where I'm overwhelmed by the spirit of fear or I'm confronted with those thoughts of, is God going to do it? Or maybe God just isn't going to do it for me. I always have to go back and check myself. What is that source of anxiety? And I share with a lot of my clients in mental health, anxiety truly is this fight for control. And so often we're experiencing mm uneasiness, we're experiencing worry, we're experiencing all of these different symptoms, especially in our physical bodies, because we're simply exerting energy, fighting for control over things that we would never have control over. And so it's in those moments where I have to take a step back and say, what am I fighting for? What do I need to relinquish in this moment? Is sometimes, most oftentimes, we have to relinquish the idea of how we expect things to do it and how we expect God to do it. You preach so, right there. <laughs> listen, because I have been checked in so much and had to go into a posture and a place of repentance because I'm sitting here saying like, oh, God, God, you're not going to come through for me. And that's not the thing. God's faithfulness is never in question. God's track record is good. It is good. It is good. It is good. Mm. But what I'm really mm. saying is, God, I don't think you're going to do it the way I think you're going to do it on the timeline. I think you're going to do it. So we might as well end <laughs> this thing right here. And that ain't fair. Who do you think you are? Oh, that is so real. Listen. Yeah. Listen. Like, you just, <laughs> I, I don't even know if I got anything to say. <laughs> Because I've been, I listen, me and the Lord, well, not probably him, but me, I've been, you know, I've been throwing all kind of temper tantrums. I did this, been just in my feelings, you know, I've been questioning God, accusing God, like all kind of stuff. I'm like, listen, this, I'd have been in this season too long. I'd have been in this place too long. Like what, like this ain't, you must ain't going to do it. Because I've been here these many months, like this, this year, listen, I'm done. And that's something really, that's something really uh, important to even point out right there. Sometimes also our focus needs to shift. I don't know if you're like a baker or a cook, a cook or anything like that, but mm -hmm. I noticed that sometimes for me, like especially growing up watching my grandmother bake cakes, I would be that person who likes to open up the oven. And I'm like, is the cake ready yet? I like to open up the oven, kind of smell it, get the heat in my face and all that kind of stuff. And it was finally one day my grandmother was like, you don't have to keep an eye on it. Like, let it do its thing. We set the timer. Let it do its thing. And when it's ready, you'll know when it's ready. And so it's almost like some of us, 
We're so focused and so fixed. Like, God, did you do it yet? Like, we keep opening the oven. Like, God, you know, it, it's been 10 minutes. Like, I think this is done by now. I want my food to burn. And it's like, no, there's <laughs> an appointed time. Stop doing it. And there's so many other things to focus on. Because I remember even earlier this year, I took a mission trip to uh, Central America. And, and, you know, I was so focused on that. that By the time I got back to the state, I literally had phone calls. I had things happening, popping things. I was like, you know what? I, you know, I'm not even fixed on it. I'm not worried about it. I surrendered. I prayed about it, whatever. And literally people were calling me. People were reaching out. Things that I had been contending for years ago, years ago, two years ago, I thought things was going to happen. All of a sudden, when I stopped focusing on that thing, you just start trusting God to be God and do what God is going to do in that situation. They calling me. Mm-hmm. Calling me. Got to get in contact with me. Had to go through other people to find out where's Ashley. I need to talk to Ashley. I'm not even thinking about these people. I'm like, what you calling me for? Oh, we just want to let you know that now it's time. It's time. It wasn't time back then, but now it's time. And that's the part where you were talking about Hannah too. uh, And and you were talking about verse 20 or verse 19, talking about that God remember her. But then even in verse 20, it says it came about in due time. And that's the thing. Everything that we're praying for Some things happen instantaneously, and that's a beautiful thing, but some things have to go through a process of time. Yeah. Process of time to get to that due time, to get to that appointed time. And it sucks to hear I'm being real about it, but that's just what happened. That is so true. And I know that's the part me personally, I don't like. (laughs) 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 Like, listen, I'm not for it. And I know patient has to have its perfect work. And I know we got to produce the fruit of patience, but I'm not, I'm never, you know, that's just, listen, I'm not going to hold nobody. I'm not interested in patience. I understand Mm -hmm. that I, it don't matter what I'm interested in. I'm going to have to surrender and submit to whatever the will of the Lord is. And either I'm going to do it kicking and screaming and, you know, constantly trying to bunk against it, or I'm going to just kind of release it and, you know, allow him to do what he's going to do. But I think that's the hard part. Like that, that surrendering it, like it's kind of just really where you really got to get to that place where you're like, okay, God, I just trust you. I trust you more than I trust myself. I trust you more than my ability to get it done and my timing and for it to look the way I think it should look. And I'm just going to give it to you. I'm not going to just worry about it. I'm going to trust you with it. And I'm going to focus on what you told me to focus on. I feel like that's like the biggest, the hardest part for, at least for me. Mm -hmm. It is the hardest part. It's definitely the hardest part. But it's even there where... There was this pastor who said, a faith that has not been tested cannot be trusted. And so I was like, ooh, that's good. But what does that mean? That is. (laughs) It's really good, right? And so it's the hardest part to do, but that's where that faith muscle is really, uh, how do you say it? That's where that faith muscle is actually built. And so I look at people who go to the gym and how they got these muscles and all this kind of stuff. They look good, but they had to go through a process. It wasn't easy. It was painful to get them biceps. Like, it looks good. Everybody wants to admire the after fact. But they had to go through a process. And it was a tough one at that. And it's a process most people ain't willing to submit to. Come on now. (laughs) 
Listen, everybody ain't walking around here with my stuff in there. Sure ain't, because I ain't walking around with none. <laughs> but that's the thing. That's the thing. And oh my gosh, like it's just something powerful about those difficult seasons because and you were talking about like how do you navigate um how do you navigate the season of waiting when you've been through disappointment, when you've been through heartbreak and all that other kind of stuff, and when it's hard just to trust God, you go back to those seasons of remembrance. Like, God, most of us, we've been here before. We've been waiting on God for something. We've been here before. So it's even in this moment where I have to go back and remind myself, you know what? God, I experienced you in this way in that past season. Now, you may not show up the same way you did then, but it's just a simple fact that I experienced you the way that I experienced you back then. I just have a confident expectation, a hope and a trust that you're going to show up some way, somehow. You're going to not fail me. You're not going to forsake me. You're going to allow all things to work together for the good of them who love you and who are called according to your purpose. At the end of the day, your waiting is about God's purpose. Your waiting is about God's glory. It ain't even about you. Well, <laughs> and, you know, and I know like a lot of times in the waiting season, that process is like really getting us out of us. You know, it's like really getting, you know, sometimes we we have pride. We have more pride than we think. We we're, we have more self-righteousness. We we have more ability to want to control. You know, we sometimes we have more, you know, greed. Sometimes we have more you know, jealousy or more envy. Like there are sometimes things still in us that we didn't know that was there. And I, I can at least speak for me because a lot of what the Lord has been dealing with me and even in this season is the, you know, the posture of my heart and really like dealing with forgiveness and forgiving people and not holding an offense, you know, toward people, even when I think or thought I have forgiven them. And, you know, so I found even in this, the Lord has put me in situations where I've had to get be in a place of humbling myself and for truly forgiving people, like putting me in the same place as people, you know what I mean? In the same, in, under the same proximity, because like a lot of times I have a tendency to avoid. So he's in, in this season, he has really begun to restore a lot of relationships in my life and a lot of family relationships that have been broken for a very long time. And they had created a lot of distance and, and just like a lot of disconnect. And I, I had gotten so used to that disconnect that it was normal to me. So I'm, I wouldn't have chosen, like if I wasn't in a situation where I didn't have my own home anymore and I had to live with, you know, loved ones and different things like that, I, I probably wouldn't have decided to just really be intentional to go work on some of these relationships. It was me having to live with these, like, uh, you know, these family members, you know what I'm saying? That really kind of initiated that process. And so it's like, he's been doing a lot of great things, a lot of great work. And of course my mind be saying to my, I say to myself, well, it's, that's not what I want though, or that's not what I need. You know what I mean? Like in my mind, but Mm-hmm. Even in these hard seasons or the season of waiting, God is always perfecting us. Mm. Always calling us to look more like Christ, right? And because your con- your heart condition, people don't necessarily always see that. Mm. You you can you can look the part. You can quote scripture. 
you can go to church, you can go to Bible study, you can do all the things outwardly. And a lot of times your heart still, though, you might still have some offense. You might still have some bitterness or some unforgiveness. And I know unforgiveness is a big thing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there is definitely some good in it. I think, like you said earlier, it's about what we're focusing on. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I don't want to focus on that because that's not really what I'm looking for. That's powerful. That's powerful. And I'm glad you touched on that point because even in the waiting, there's like this beautiful um, process of becoming. Like so often we're just so focused on the end goal that we neglect or overlook the person that God is cultivating. God is transforming us to be in the waiting. Yeah. Amen. Because I can, I can honestly say, and it wasn't until my accountability partner had brought it up after I had went through like the the hurtful um experience in twenty twenty. She was like, "Be the woman that God has transformed you to be." And I'm like, "Who did He transform me to be?" She's like, "There's no way you go through everything that you've gone through and you've not be transformed, not at all." Mm. And I'm just like. I'm like, who? That's a word right there. And so you can't overlook. I'm not the same woman I was in 2020. I don't move the same way. I don't worship God the same way. I don't study my word the same way. Why? Because I've been transformed in the waiting. That's so, that's like, listen, you write in the vein because one of the questions that I had to ask you was, who do, who do you have to become to live in your answer prayers? Mm. Because I don't think that we recognize that there's a there's like a lot of things that we pray for or believing for or that God may have for us that we how we are maybe in that moment is not the person we need to be in order to receive it or maintain it. Mm-hmm. So when you say you're not the same woman or you don't praise or worship the same or you know like What's an example of that? Oh, gosh. So, I mean, pre-2020, pre just everything that I went through, I was very, I wouldn't say passive, but I didn't dwell with God. You know, like, I just wasn't Mm. dwelling with God. It was almost like I would some days get up and it was like just something I would check off my list. Like, oh, I pray. Oh, I listen to a worship song on the car. You know, just something like that. But it was something like going through what I went through while I was waiting on God, while I was even waiting on healing um, and restoration in that season. I learned to sit and steward the presence of God. And so it's like even now, the way that I worship God, God, I can't wait to get in my word. I can't wait to study the word. I just don't want the surface. I just don't want the devotional. I want to go deeper in your word. God, you give me revelation. I don't really care what you done show everybody else who got books and Barnes and Nobles. God, you show me what you want me to see in this book right here. In your word, you your book is alive. The Bible is it's living. It's a word. It's the word of God. So God, you give me fresh revelation. It's almost like manna again. God, I'm coming to the table to eat again from you. I want what you cooking for me, not what's been. Oh, what's the word they use? Like what's been cooked and then reheated by somebody else. I don't want that. I want mm, it fresh. My, that I was a word. Fresh. I want it 
fresh and even just dwelling with God, sitting in the silence and sitting in the stillness and not being afraid like, oh, my thoughts are going to wonder or not being afraid like, oh, I'm going to miss something else or, oh, this is going to get boring. No, I love being in the presence of God. And it's even changed, even having in corporate experiences in corporate environments, going into the right spaces. I'm hungry. I'm desperate for God. I recognize that I need the presence of God. And so worshiping God in spirit and in truth, it hits a little bit differently. It hits differently when you're desperate. I'm not desperate for the thing I'm waiting on. I'm desperate for God. I'm desperate for Jesus. That's what I'm desperate for. Mm, mm, mm. You just preached the whole word, girl. I don't, We, you know, we had some offering plates. We would just have to go on here and take off. Because <laughs> you just, just preached the whole word. But I think that that is so profound that you say that, like, it, that desperate that desperation like I know um, mm-hmm. one of William McDowell's songs he'd be like desperation has a sound yes 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 <laughs> it has a sound man because like you said because it's like me um you you're it does cause you to really like bear down in God more than you ever have right you you just there the seek is a different seek and then it and then it mm-hmm. transitions from i'm seeking you because i want this thing to i'm seeking you because i want to know you because in this season like i thought like my relationship with god is was solid right in the sense that you know i felt like i thought i had that intimacy and that you know and that being really anchored in him and um because you know i've been kind of walking with the lord for a while but i've kind of really got serious in these last years probably like in the last five years or so i really got serious and really committed everything and really just surrender everything and just totally like allow him to just take control of my life and really live out the word and i really believed until just recently like that i was good with god until like i'm in my season right like and i'm just (laughs) i'm gonna just keep it real i've been questioning god so much and i've been questioning god's love for me so much and i've been questioning god's faithfulness so much and i've been telling him i'm throwing in a towel i didn't tell him i was deactivating my uh my, my podcast i was deactivating my my youtube like i i didn't have moments where i just was like done like i can't do this no more like i don't have no more strength this is cruel this is not right this is not fair like just just really just in anguish like truly like feeling like my soul is crushed and just really looking at god like you're not good like your word ain't true like like i've had those moments and then i had to sit back and be like maybe my relationship is not where i thought it was Mm. you know because i'm like how because i've seen god do it before like going back to what you said like in in 20 19 2018 i would say like i was really in this toxic relationship um and it was just bad like like that testimony is on podcast a couple times um but it was a really 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 toxic bad horrible relationship and um went through a lot in that and as i was you know breaking up with him and um god was kind of like separating us that the lord really led me to get rid of everything and because he had really bought everything like so when i say everything i'm talking about i got rid of cars i got rid of whole bed like 
furniture, living room furniture, dining room furniture, bedroom suit, TVs, flat screen TVs, wardrobe, entire wardrobe, everything, name brand, purses, shoes, all shoes, uh, jewelry, all of my jewelry, like everything you can imagine, stuff you yeah, have bought my son's game systems, different things, all kind of stuff. Because like that was a part of, you know, the purging that I had to go through because of the the stuff that he was involved in and, and what he was doing and how what he how he even got the provision to buy the stuff and whatever. But it didn't in the moment, it didn't matter to me why God was asking me to get rid of everything. I got rid of everything without God telling me why. I didn't need a why. Mm-hmm. I just knew he told me to do it. And I ended up living in a house that was empty. We had no, nothing no more. You know, we were sleeping on the floor, you know, and I had just had a really bad car accident where I had back surgeries and was going through all these medical treatments and all this stuff. And, you know, we had nothing. I didn't have no money, no income. I ain't had no car. Like I ain't have nothing. All we had was food because I got food stamps and we had a roof because I was on public assistance. But other than that, like we had nothing. We were eating on the floor. Like it was just, and it was a hard season. And I remember asking God so many times, begging him, pleading with him, please to take me out, get me out, get me out. And he just would be like, no, I'm not going to bring you out, but I'm going to bring you through it. And I remember just really, I used to really be in the word like four and five hours a day, really just seeking God, really in his face, really in his presence, really dwelling with him, really sitting at the lake all day, just just me and him. Just I used to just really be just like studying. He used to have me studying the word. And then it came a point in time where restoration happened and everything that I gave up and everything that I lost, like God replaced it like triple. Like, I mean, I was able to furnish my whole house cash. I was able to buy another car cash. I was able to, you know what I'm saying? Pay off my debts. I was able to do, buy whatever I wanted to buy cash. Like the Lord, you know, restored me. So I, you know, I know God, I know him to be a restorer, right? But I always look at it this time. It's like the comfort that I had then, I don't have now. Like the comfort of having my own roof and being in my own environment and own space where I can seek God how I want to seek him and praise how I want to praise and worship how I want to worship and just feel that security. I don't have that. So for some reason, it, it causes me to believe that the same God who did it before is some kind of way not going to do it this time because the situation is a little different. Mm. Mm. And so I really had the question, like, is my, do I, is my relationship, is the foundation of my relationship and what, who I believe God is and what I believe about God? Is it really what I think it is? Like if a situation can cause me to doubt, like to question God's goodness, what do I really believe? And so it's like, even, even that, like even kind of having that revelation, like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like I I really got to sit back and be like, okay, do I really believe the, what the word says, but what do I really believe what I've seen with my own eyes and experience for myself? Yeah. Or do I only believe it when it's convenient, when he's doing what I want him to do? Mm, that part. <laughs> right. Right. That so part. it's like, 
this season, as hard as it is, it does have so many good fruit, like that's being produced. And so like, but I do think that some of these things are the purpose, like of why maybe God needed me to really look at with like more of a microscope, like, okay, what really do I believe about him? Mm -hmm. You know, and so like, we can't overlook these, these pivotal things that is really going to shape and be the foundation of how we are walking in that season of what you pray for. Yeah. So, um, before um, we get off, I do want to, if you feel comfortable, is there like, do you feel comfortable sharing like one particular thing that you were like believing for, waiting for, waiting for that you are actually like in the manifestation, you're walking in it, living in it right now? Mm -hmm. So one thing I do want to share, because there's some things that are pending, um, but uh, I'll share one thing. So even just the fact of being a business owner. So even this time last year, I was contending with God um, about my private practice because I was still under contract with another um, agency. And I really needed financial for financial reasons, for so many other different reasons. Like I really needed to come from underneath them. But with the state, it was just taking forever. And people were saying like, oh, there's a backlog. It's going to take you eight weeks and stuff like that. I'm like, nah, I need I need to get out of this. Like, I need only eight days. I only have eight days and I need this matter to change. And so I remember being prayerful about that. Just God opening up and, and, you know, just allowing the business to happen, allow me to get from out of that other contract. And really, God did it in a matter of, I think it was less than seven days where I ended up getting the mm -hmm. approval that I needed to end up having my business. And I think my practice ended up filling up. I, op I started it in September, the end of August, early September. And I think by the end of the September, I was full. So I ended up having wow. to have a conversation with the people. Yeah, which is unheard of. Unheard of. And so literally I had prayed and gave that business back to the Lord because I was like, okay, God, this is your business. Whatever you want me to do, however you want me to navigate it. Because some people don't. And I'm saying this probably for the first time in a public setting. Mental health is a very... Uh, Sometimes it's not a very sacred space for believers mm. or it's not a very safe space for believers. You know, there's a lot of infiltration with other, you know, new age practices and a lot of things yep. like that. And so yes. I'm really like, God, I give this back to you. I want this to be a space for your people. And other people come to me as well who aren't believers and who aren't Christians. But I really gave it back to the Lord. And it was so crazy by the end of the month, really to be full. That's unheard of. And so. I had to have a conversation with the people I was contracted with, like, hey, you know, this is what happened. I didn't expect to leave y'all so soon, but it is what it is. God has really answered the prayer. And it's crazy because a lot of what a lot of what I experienced in the hard seasons is what allowed things to thrive in the new season or the season of the answer prayer. If it wasn't for the difficulty, if it wasn't for the, the those moments, those growing pains, I would say in the other in the previous seasons, I really wouldn't be here. And even God has also given a grace to be humble because now, because of what the Lord has done with the business and exploding so quickly, people are now coming. They like, oh, I heard about what's happening in your business. Like you got to tell me the four one one. You know, give me business strategies and tips. And yes, there's certain business strategies and tips I can give people. But I say after all of that, at the end of the day, you know really what it is. It's nobody but God. You don't know oh, what God. it costs me to get here. 
You truly mm. don't know the tears that I've had to cry. Mm. You don't know how many nights I've been Ooh. on this carpet. Like, you don't know that how many nights I've gone without eating, how many days I've gone without eating, because all I wanted was the presence of God because I needed God to answer. You have no idea. It caused something. And that's another thing. When you're in this season of the answer prayer, mm. there's so much glory like people want to talk about the glory oh you got this oh you got a new house oh you got a new man oh you got this relationship oh you got this opportunity in ministry all of that other kind of stuff and that's fine and all glory goes to god and people want the advice and people want strategies but you have no idea what this cost me to be here girl now you you didn't really went to another level when you're preaching because people don't like it's that part right there the oil People, a lot oh. of people see the oil, they want it because it's attractive. It looks good. Oh. You see the glory, but you don't know the crushing. You don't know oh. what this cost me. Just like when I had the first restoration and people saw like me going from literally in extreme poverty to getting off all government assistance and, you know, be restored, whatever. All glory goes to God because it wasn't me. I didn't do that. But at the end of the day, People look at that and not, you know, they envy that, like, because they see material things or they see, you know, what they think they see, right? But what they didn't, y'all don't know I, how I had to, like you said, the suffering, the affliction, the tears, the prayers, the fasting, the trust, the pain, the anguish, the crushing. Mm -hmm. You don't know what it cost me. Mm. Cece Wineless had that song back in the day, the Alabaster Box. I got that on my playlist. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't there that night. You found me. Girl. That's one of the lyrics. <laughs> oh, God. That is old school. That, oh, my gosh. Don't kind of sound listen to that. Oh, man. That's a whole, that's a whole nother word. Right, there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, you don't know. Like, listen here. But it did. I remember when I was in that first hard season, the Lord kept having me study out the garden at Gethsemane. And he had me study out the word Gethsemane and how it means oil press. And it's like, we don't realize that in, the, in that moment when Jesus was praying and asking if that cup could pass from him and praying to the point he's sweating blood, is that because that press, that pressure, that crushing that he was enduring in that moment to produce that glory that we all benefit from because when he went up on that cross and he he stayed on that cross where he could have called legions of angels to come and destroy everybody, he stayed and he was obedient unto death and until he took his last breath. And he even felt forsaken on the cross. Mm -hmm. But he stayed on it. The crushing, like a lot of times... The crushing produces the oil and the glory, but we don't want to pay the price. Because that season that you're living in, that season of answer prayer, you pay for it. Yeah. 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 You prayed for it, but you paid for it. Ooh, that's a word. <laughs> that just came to me, girl. That, that just came to me. Write it down. Write it down. Ooh. Write it down. Because that just came to my spirit. Like, you, yeah, you pray for it, but you pay for it. Like, for don't it. nobody Ooh. know behind closed doors that the secret things that only you and God know. Yeah. And with you saying that, I think it's hot. This is another piece, and maybe this will be something that you can explore in the future episodes. 
But a lot of the times in the answer prayer, the season of the answer prayer, your worthiness is questioned. Because there's been so many times, even over the last few months, over the last few weeks, and your whole branding is your whole ministry is about redefining a woman's worth. Sometimes you're standing in the answer prayer, and yes, I've paid for it and I prayed for it, but do I really deserve to be here? Yes. She's been waiting longer than me. He read his Bible all the time. You know, I almost cussed somebody out the other day, but I didn't. But you know, that the urge was still there. Like, do I really yeah. deserve to be here? And so that's like another thing that whole that that tension of the worthiness and God, do you really deem me to be worthy to receive it and to be walking in this? And that's something we have to tackle to or be aware of because if you don't deal with that, that self-esteem issue and focusing so much on self, you end up taking the glory away from God because now the spotlight is put on you and your insecurity. Mm, that's good. That is so good. And I was going to ask you, what is some advice for women on similar paths as you are, or like about to enter into that, that season of answer prayer or maybe in it. And I think what you just said is so good. Like, I, yeah, like I pray that they heard that, you know, or I don't know, say it again, because I think that is so important. Like, cause I, we sometimes, I, I think the thought is we get into the season of answer prayer and that's it. Mm-hmm. And everything, mm-hmm. you know, is just amazing and glorious. And, you know, and, you know, that's it. We don't got to continue to, you know, be processed or we don't got to continue to, you know, pray and fast or we don't got to continue to, you know, be aware. We don't got to continue to, you know, sometimes even warfare for another level of the promise. Right. And that's one of the things, like whenever I have someone in therapy say like, oh, everything is going good. I always ask them, well, how do you maintain this? Like. If we are good today, how are you going to make sure that you're good next week? And so sometimes when we're in the answer prayer, we're living in a good state. We want to stop what we did to get here. Ooh, and you can't stop. You got to keep you got to keep that same energy going because at the end of the day, answer prayers require maintenance. They require stewardship, I should say. You got to steward that thing. You still got to fast. You still got to pray. Do you think the enemy is happy or satisfied that you got them everything that you were contending for? Do you think that the enemy is happy that you are now out of a season of waiting to a season of manifestation? Absolutely not. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities. As soon as you let your guard down, you better believe the enemy is not. So we didn't answer prayers. We're not even putting on the full armor of God. Baby, you better make sure you keep that same energy. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. You better tell us. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm glad you're here because, like, you're living in it. And so that's to say that even as you're in it, you ain't stopped. You didn't let up your, you know, your praying, your fasting, your seeking God, your praise, your worship, your whatever it is you did to get it. Like, you ain't stopped. Like you say, you got to maintain it. You got to maintain it. It is almost so dishonorable. You ever had somebody ask you for something? And then this one as they get it, they act like they don't know you. Like, let me, like, whatever it is, somebody has asked you something, you honor their request, and then they act like they don't know you. Ooh. Yeah. 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 Because that's all they wanted. And I know that God oh. feels a lot of time. <laughs> mm. I know that's when he feel a lot of time. Like, I just know it. Like, like there's so many people. And I, I've said that on the podcast. And I say that just in general. Like, 
we all all we always tend to like be all up in God's face when we're in that season of we need something like we need this healing we need this deliverance we need this breakthrough we need this answer prayer we need this this or that it's like we 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 make the time you know what I'm saying like you you seeking God you know you 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 all up in his face but it's like it's like the same thing. Like he kept reminding Israel the same thing over and over again before they got into the promised land. His one of the commandments that Moses gave them often was, "Do not forget the Lord thy God." Mm-hmm. Do not forget. And I feel like it's so easy to do. Like we always think how we we think we gonna be once we get in the answer prayer, right? Like, oh, I would never do that. But you don't know how easy it is because I and I'm speaking from experience, like even when the Lord restored me and I was in that place of abundance and I was in that place of the of, you know, of living in the promised land or whatever and having, you know, what I prayed for. It, it was like my intent, like was never it wasn't a thought. It wasn't an intention, but it was so easy to get caught up in the busyness. It was so easy to get caught up in, you know, doing this or that. It's, it was so easy to make an excuse like, okay, all right, well, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. And then like something, all this other stuff coming up. And then I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to just, all right, I'm going to make sure I pray tomorrow. And then tomorrow I'll turn into three days, then turn to five days, then turn to a week. And, you know, it's like, it is so easy to do if you are not intentional. Mm-hmm. Have to be intentional. Oh, my goodness. You're intentional about anything that you truly love. Ooh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Wow, you intentional about anything you truly love. Mm-hmm. That's how my idols get exposed. Come on now, come on now. See, you you just preaching so good. Like like this is you know this would have to be a, like another a part two because we could be on here for so long because right. so many. You know, it's just so many nuggets, right? It's so many things that we got to, you know, learn and we got to maintain and we got to, you know, be aware of even in the season of answer prayer. Like, you know, we can't just think that we've arrived. Mm-hmm. Got to be careful that the thing don't turn into an idol. Like right now, the trend that I see, you know, and I'm not going to say I haven't fallen in it at points because I have as well. But the trend that I really see right now is this whole kingdom marriage thing. Like, um, I'm, it's so interesting to me, like, and I'd be so disgusted. Um, <laughs> I know it's not a good word to say, but it's kind of the word that I have right now at the, at like, A, it's not that I don't believe in it. It's not that I don't think God is and can do it. That's not it. But I feel like mm-hmm. so many people are A, manipulating, you know, that topic mm-hmm. because so many men and women desire marriage and want to hear you know that the lord is gonna bless them with their kid with the spouse or whatever and you know mm-hmm. that it's just something people are just you know utilizing to gain followers like they don't really have a word from god or they don't really you know like mm-hmm. even seek god they just kind of like a lot of times it seems like they kind of piggyback off another word they heard somebody else say and but people are mm-hmm. so like caught up in and gravitating to and just are so like lusting for a word about a spouse yeah but it's like what about you need deliverance or you need healing or what about you know your unsafe family members or you know what about that that gift or that that calling that the lord placed in you or you know like as if there's not other things that god will even be more concerned about than for you to be married 
You about to take me down a whole nother place. Listen, because like it's just something like because I mean I'm just saying like I don't know it's just in my spirit for some reason right this second but like people are making an idol out of something that God created to be so beautiful. Yes, and that's the that's the thing. Even I think well I know for sure earlier this year, even in terms of like kingdom marriage and all of that kind of stuff. It was just like this. The Lord showed me a place where I had to come to a place in a posture of repentance. And I literally saw like a generation um, under delusion. And so, so often, so often it happens. And the thing is, there's marriage is beautiful. The word of God talks about how, you know, two are better than one because it's a greater labor for their reward. Even for me, one of the things I stand far more, I think it's in Luke. I can't think of the chapter. But whenever God, whenever Jesus sent out the disciples to go do a great work, he always sent them out in pairs. And that was a personal revelation. That was a, a revelation I had gotten a couple of years ago. And so most people, even now, is holding on to this kingdom marriage, but they're actually missing it. It's so self-serving. And that's not what God is honoring in this season. What God is joining together and what God is pairing is for the advancement of his kingdom. It's not because you in a place where you lack in self-control or it's all about you. Yeah, you yes. No. This is about kingdom, and you better understand. Here you go. You live in the season of the prayer. You better understand there's going to be a level of ease in that marriage, but there's also going to be this level of warfare. So you better make sure that while you praying, while you fasting, while you I mean, while you celebrating and listening to all these words about kingdom marriage and stuff like that, you better make sure that your heart posture is right. You better make sure that you're able to even cover somebody, hello, and intercede. Listen, it's different praying for yourself and you got somebody right here. We ain't covered it. Oh, I got an intercede for you too. It, it's different. It, just, it hit a little different. It hit a little different. It hits a little different. It's not about you. And most people don't understand because I've done marriage counseling for years now, for years. People don't understand. Marriage is one huge mirror. Marriage, you get up waking up next to that man whatever your spouse you get up waking up you get up waking up next to your spouse and you're sitting there and it's like i gotta die to myself today not only so i can serve god but also because i'm in covenant with you i gotta serve you as well Man, i've got to die in my flesh today i have to if not this is just going to be not a great day how many of us want to literally sign ourselves up for that Marriage comes at a high cost. It's beautiful and God ordains it, but it comes at such a high cost and you got to count the cost. Man, because no building first builds without first counting the cost, right? Listen, in Psalm 127, it lets the Lord builds the house, the labors labor in vain. Like if you're building mm -hmm. a, if you're designing a kingdom marriage or marriage because you want to, you know, you have some insecurity that you're trying to validate or you just want to say, you know, like, oh, I'm married or, you know, you just want to, you know, it's like a superficial or selfish motive. You're you're missing it and you're then the Lord isn't building it because like like you said, marriage, especially in this season, this time and this hour is definitely not about us. It's like it's all about the purpose, the plan and the assignment that God is doing through that covenant because there is power in numbers one could put a thousand of life two could put ten thousands like there is a different grace on a covenant like it just is and so god is using covenant 
because there is so much power in the two and in the multiplication in the covenant that for the assignment that he has for your for your union for your marriage and for y'all as a, a you know in together as as a couple so like a lot of times you know people when especially when it's god orchestrated you may not all often always be like head over heels in love with that person in the beginning because it's mm -hmm. so much more about purpose than it is your feelings not to say that you're just gonna be repulsing you're not gonna like them you know or you won't love them <laughs> but you know it's like it's not about satisfying your flesh mm -hmm. it's about the will of god and it's about what god is needed to do in the earth in this time that he's just choosing to do it through marriage some of it through marriage but I even feel like we need to be aware of when you do get married, right? When you are in that answer prayer and how to not still let it become an idol or let the husband be, you know, become an idol that you still keep God first. Mm -hmm. Even you as a wife. God. You have to keep God first. Oh my gosh. You have to keep God first. You have to keep God first. In every season, God has to be first. He has to be the priority every season. He does. So I'm just so, like, this was so good. It just was so blessed. I'm so excited. I know um, some people popped on, but a lot of times people have to listen to the replay. So I can't wait to um, just put the replay um, on the podcast. And it's always available on all platforms. And a lot of time it automatically uploads to my YouTube. Um, okay. I can see if I can send you a link to it and um, like to the audio in a file and you can have it and you're able to like use it however you want to use it. Um, that's that's fine with me. But um, I just want to ask you if you what you know, what pray us out, you know, and just pray over us. Um, those all of us, you know, um, just the daughters of the Lord, but um, even those of us who especially are in that season of answer prayer or like crossing over into that season of answer prayer. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Um, and so, Father God, we just thank you, Lord God, for this time, for this evening. We thank you, Lord God, just for the collaboration, for the revelation, and just most importantly, God, for your Holy Spirit meeting us here on this podcast. So, God, we pray for every listener, every daughter, and even if any sons jump in and um, listen to the replay or jumped into the room tonight, God, God, we just pray over every heart, God, every ear, God, that they will be receptive, God, to what you are doing. They will be receptive, God, to being obedient. They will be receptive, God, to surrendering and to remaining um, faithful even in the midst of the waiting. God, we ask for mercy tonight, God, and we even repent, God, for idolizing the very thing or even the very people that we have been waiting on or waiting for, Father. Father, we say tonight that you are our chief desire. You are what we're longing for. You are what we're after, God. The things are amazing. The things are great, but God, if we don't have you, if we don't have your spirit going with us, God, nothing truly matters. So, God, have mercy on us tonight, God. We repent for the idols that we have erected, Father, and we we ask tonight, God, that you will tear down every idol in the name of Jesus, Father God. And God, get us back to the place where the fire on our altars, God, that we have erected of praise and of worship, God, will burn again for you, God. Draw us deeper, God, into that secret place with you, Father God. And as you're drawing us and inviting us into the deep places of your spirit and with you for communion and fellowship, may we not ignore you, God. May we not turn um, a blind eye or a deaf ear to you, Father God. But may we 
answer the invitation. May we draw closer and draw near. May there even be a joy and an excitement, God, when you're inviting us deeper into the word and deeper just into your presence, God, and to sit and to abide with you, Father. We know that our strength comes from you, God. We know that our joy comes from you, God. So I thank you, Lord God, and I pray even for those who are listening or who will listen, God, who they're mourning, they're feeling out even depression or even some form of heaviness because of what has come in a long season of waiting. David said, I would have faded had I not seen the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So Father God, I pray right now that you will do the supernatural, that you will do the, the miraculous God, and you will allow your sons and your daughters, not only tonight, God, but whatever day it is, God, at that appointed time, God, may they see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That means that it has to come forth, God, while they're yet still alive, while there's yet still breath in their body. They have to experience the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Your sons and your daughters, they will not fade. You are not a respecter of person. What you did for David, you'll do for us. What you did for Sarah, what you did for Abraham, what you've done for me, God, you will do it again. You are the God who is able to do it again. The same God that remembered Hannah is the same God that is remembering Janelle. And so, God, I pray for my sister right now that everything that she stands in need of God, that every need is already being met, Father God, that you're already moving on her behalf and she has decided to stay in a place in a posture of faithfulness, in a posture of obedience, God, regardless of what it looks like. I decree and declare that her situation is not bleak. Her situation is not hopeless, but there is a restoration coming once again. And I thank you, God, that there's something different in this time, God. This place in this space where she finds herself now, God, she will never be here again, God. When she crosses this river, when she crosses this valley, when she crosses this place, God, she will never have to come here again. This will be a place of remembrance, but she will never reside in this season ever again in the mighty name of Jesus. She will never reside in this place ever again. This is a part of her testimony. This is a part of her story, but this is not the end. This is only the beginning of something great. This is only the beginning of something great. So God, strengthen her, God. Give her another wind, God. Let the Ruach breath of God blow and breathe in her and on her tonight, God. And even everything concerning her, God. Everything concerning her, God. Give her joy, God. The oil of joy. The oil of joy. The oil of joy, God. Give her the oil of joy to smile again, to hope again, to believe again. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for this daughter who is surrender, who is obedient, who is still doing the work that you have called her to do. She hasn't let anything that you placed in her hands and you've entrusted to her to slip, Father God. So God, even for that, God, I pray that you will favor her like you favor Esther before the king. I pray that you have, will favor her, God. The word of God says in Esther 14, who knows if you'll come to the kingdom for such a time as this. She's come to the kingdom for such a time as this, God. And so we thank you, Lord God, that there is just so much that you have for her, God. There is so much that you have for her, God. And so I thank you, Lord God, that she is blessed, God. Her ministry is blessed. Her businesses are blessed. Her children will continue to rise up and call her blessed, God. And I thank you, Lord God, that the nations are waiting for Janelle. However that looks like, God, the nations are waiting for Janelle, God. May the doors of nations that she hasn't even thought about, God, or considered begin to open up for her, God. May you expand her in this hour and this season, God, even as I'm 
praying now, God, and I'm seeing birthday pains or like contractions and expansion, God. This is all a part of the birthing process. The waiting was all a part of the birthing process so that you could produce and push out the next thing that God has for you. So I thank you, Lord God, that your word it says in Isaiah 66, 9, I will not cause pain without allowing something new to be born. So wherever there's pain, there's always a moment of rejoicing because we know that there's something good coming out of this. There's something new coming out of this, God. So we thank you, Lord God, that there's purpose being birthed even in the midst of the pain. And so we thank you, Lord God, that she's crossing over even now into the season of the answer prayer, that even we can mark this day, August 11th, August 2023, the month of new beginnings, that something has shifted, something has happened, that my story is changing, my season is changing. And we give you glory for that, God, because it's nobody but you. It's not because of anything that she's done. It's not because of her might. It's not because of her power, but it's because of you, God. And so we honor you, God. We say thank you in advance. We don't care what it looks like because we got history with you. We don't care what it looks like because you're the God that never fails. We don't care what it looks like because you are the God that is faithful. We don't care what it looks like because you are the God, El Roy. You are the God who sees. We don't care what it looks like because you are Jehovah provider. You are Jehovah Jireh, our provider. We don't care what it looks like because you are the Lord God, our banner. We don't care what it looks like. We know who you are and that's all that matters. So we bless your name, God, and we honor you on tonight, God, and we seal it with an amen because it's already done in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You deserve all the glory, all the adoration, all the, honor, all the worship, all the praise. We don't have enough. We don't have enough tongues. We don't have enough breath to give you enough praise, enough things. We enter into your courts with things, even to your gates with thanksgiving, into your courts with praise, Lord God. Let your praises forever be in our mouths, oh God, for the good things that, that the Lord has done. For he is good and his mercy endure forever. And so I just thank you, Lord God, for my sister. I thank you for that prayer that she prayed. I receive it by faith. I know every person who is going to um, hear the replay, they're going to receive it by faith. Oh, Lord, I just thank you, Lord God, for your daughter and what you're doing in her life and how you're taking her from faith to faith and glory to glory, that you're going to take her into new dimensions, Lord God, that she is going to go into the deep because the deep is calling unto the deep. Lord God, that you're going to open doors and you're going to make ways and you're going to part to see the things that she has never even considered, that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, and it has not entered into the hearts of men, what you're going to do for her, where you're going to take her business, where you're going to take her clothing company, where you're going to take her in ministry, the, the continents and the places and even those remote places and spaces where other people have not touched to go to spread the gospel to all nations or all men. Lord God, that you're opening up for her, that it is going to be open for her. Lord God, that you're going to send her, Lord God, you're going to send her and she'll be well received, Lord God, and there'll be open doors everywhere she goes. She'll have favor, that she'll have favor with God and man in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God, that you are going to continue to allow her to be a sign and a wonder, Lord God, a sign and a wonder of your faithfulness, of your glory, of your might, your power and your majesty. I thank you for the favor that's already on her life. I thank you for blessing the work of her hands and just the work of her increase. I thank you that everything that she touches prosper. Everything she do is blessed. I thank you that she's the head and not the tail. She's above only and never beneath. I thank you, Lord God. She's blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessing her going out, blessing her coming in. I thank you, Lord God, that even those prayers that she's still standing for, that is already done. I thank you, Lord God, that you've already answered the prayer. The Bible tells us that yet while we are praying that you have already go ahead 
said and you met the need. It tells us that in Isaiah 65. So I decree and declare that is her portion, that even while she's was, she was praying for me, that you went ahead to, to answer her needs, Lord God, because she's being about your business in the name of Jesus Christ. And so I thank you, Lord God, that you are going to take her into a dimension, Lord God, of your glory like never before, Lord God, that the glory will shine on her like it did Moses, Lord God. Lord God, that she as she ascend to the hill of the Lord with clean hands and a pure heart, that she will enter into the presence, enter into the secret places, enter into the into the holy of holies, Lord God, that you will begin to reveal more of yourself to her, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for just the new heights that you're going to ascend her to, the new mountains that she is going to overcome. I thank you, Lord God, that you're going to use her, Lord God, to touch many women, Lord God, that you're going to help bring healing and restoration through her hands, through her practice, through her ministry, Lord God, that many will be touched, many will be delivered, many will be set free. And that's what the all of the seasons that she had before now was the preparation for who she's becoming, Lord God. And she's that woman that you created her to be from the foundations of the world in the name of Jesus. And this is just the beginning. She hasn't even begun to scratch the surface of the greatness and the goodness that you have for her, that everything that she asked for, even things she ain't asked for because you give us, you do exceeding and abundantly. And so even the things that she has not even asked for, Lord God, you're going to bestow it on her because like Solomon, she didn't ask for that. Lord God, she's asking for your presence and she's not asking you for things and riches and wealth. Lord God, so you're going to bestow unto her even what she has not asked for in abundance, oh God. And you're going to do it that you shall be glorified. So I thank you for your, your dear daughter today. I thank you for this connection. I thank you for this divine appointed time, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for you just being in the midst. And I thank you, Lord God, for you being exalted, Lord God. That is not about Ashley. That is not about me, but it is about you and you alone, Lord God. It's about Jesus and him crucified in the name of Jesus. And so we give you all glory, honor, and praise. Lord God, we stand in expectation. We rejoice. We shout in the in advance because it's already done in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord God, we walk in by faith and not by sight, knowing that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And we will see the evidence of what we've been hoping for in the name of Jesus. And it will happen and we will see it and it will not be unto our generations but i thank you that even we are leaving an inheritance to our children's children's children amen an inheritance of faith and an inheritance of worship and praise an inheritance of a relationship with god the god of the creator of the heavens and the earth in the name of jesus because there is no other god you are the only god there is no other god in this world every other god is a little g god but you are the king of kings the lord of lords you're the god of gods and i thank you lord god that you will even be mindful for of a of a wretch like us that you will be mindful of man who are we that you'll be mindful of us and so i just thank you lord god that we are not forgotten i thank you lord god that we are not destitute i thank you lord god that you have not forsaken us lord god i thank you lord god that you have not turned your face from us oh god i thank you lord god that you incline your ear to us even as we are praying even as we are testifying even as we are speaking today lord god that you are drawing near to us in the name of Jesus, that we shall feel your presence all around us, oh God, and it shall overtake us like a blanket, just, just overwhelm us in the name of Jesus. So I just thank you for just a fresh fire, a fresh wind, a fresh anointing, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And I pray that you will feel the woman of God as she has poured out to us today, as she has given us so much wisdom and so much knowledge and so many tools. And I pray that it sticks. I pray, Lord God, that it get lost in our heart and begin to take root and produce a harvest 100 fold. And as we are walking into our season of answer prayers, and as we are in our season of waiting, that we won't forsake you, Lord God, that we won't 
won't give up and throw in the towel, that we won't think that you're not good, but that we will continue to bear down and trust in the Lord and know that, God, that you are faithful to perform everything that you have spoken in Jesus' name. So I just thank you so much for the today's episode. For I just thank you for Ashley just making time in her busy schedule to be a guest on the podcast, Lord God. I pray that, that you would just really just fill her up and bless her, Lord God, for the seeds that she has sown in the podcast today. I pray that she receives a harvest 100-fold for everything that she gave and she poured out in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. 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 Yes, I thank you so much for being a guest today. You just brought so much value. Um, You just brought so much wisdom and just so much knowledge and just you know, I just, I just believe you even have brought hope, you know, and, and just help ignite faith. And so I'm just so thankful that you were able to get on today. We just definitely going to have to connect. I'm going to shoot you an email <laughs> after the podcast because yes. yeah, we just, we going to need to connect, but um, I'm going to give you back your day because we've been on here like an hour and a half, but I do appreciate it. <laughs> sacrifice though i do i really do your sacrifice of time because i know your time is valuable and i just always in the podcast saying may the lord bless you and keep you may the lord make his face to shine upon you be gracious unto you grant you his peace and just know your past does not define you it develops you and you are worthy all right i'll talk to you later bye everyone bye